It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers head to Kilmarnock later without Alfredo Morelos As they look to move towards silverware under Stephen Gerrard Is it Hibs Wraith or St Mirren Dundee United The pick of the 3 o'clock games And holders Celtic wait until tomorrow to welcome St Johnson again I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me this afternoon Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Reputations on the line today in the Scottish Cup It wouldn't look good for Oran Kearney If St Mirren lost to Championship opposition when Dundee United Go to Paisley Likewise Gary Caldwell When Patrick Thistle Kick off away To East Fife And after beatings From Aberdeen and Celtic Hibs could do with a result Against Wraith Rovers At Easter Road And all of that comes Before we get to Kilmarnock Against Rangers This evening It's up close And personal Between Steve Clark And Stephen Gerrard There Alec Get through it all And never mention The compliance officer once <laughs> You have now yeah, yeah. Like, I'm really looking forward to it, Gordon. It was always something I enjoyed as a footballer. Cup competitions are great. It's always good to get confidence from a, a good win, and you do not want to go uh, out to a lower league uh, opposition. So, a lot to talk about today. Mm. I, I love this stage of the Scottish Cup. I think this is when it gets proper serious. You, you come in with the big teams, and you get your your probably easier game out the road. You know, in the in the previous round, this is where you sometimes get drawn against one of the big guns. If you look across the fixture list, I think Hibs have. Should be pretty comfortable But St Mirren And Oren Kearney Like you said That is a potential Upset on the cards And what that could spell For him Nobody knows But the big game Obviously later on tonight But this this stage of the season This round of the Scottish Cup Always throws up Something special Yeah three big games Already this afternoon St Mirren Dundee United Hibs Wraith Rovers E5 Partick Thistle And then of course Alex We do get to that one At Rugby Park yes. Which is big in itself it's a, it's a huge fixture Big Scottish Cup tie You've got all the Other added bits as well No Alfredo Morelos As I'm sure uh, We will get on to At some oh. point this afternoon I think it's a, a Fabulous fixture Gordon it's, a, it's one that People will be speaking about uh, Particularly on the back Of Steve Clark Clark and, and Stephen Gerrard's comments um, It's always been relatively tight Recently as well So I said at the beginning of this week This was the biggest week of Stephen Gerrard's Managerial tenure so far They've negotiated Petaudry well uh, Obviously there's been a couple of players missing Well one player and Alfredo Morelos But it was always important So the significance of this Because this is a chance for Rangers To try and get some silverware is this the stage of the competition, Hugh, where you, you start to dream a little bit? I mean, yeah. Particularly if you're one of the bigger sides, of course you've got designs on silverware. But I mean, if you're if you're Partick Thistle this afternoon, with no disrespect to East Fife, it's about as favourable a draw as you can get at this stage in the competition. Um, I mean, yeah. Hibs as well. You, you know, you're at home to lower league opposition, not too far away from the, the latter stages. People who have had a miserable season so far. Yes, I'm talking about you, Oran, and you, Gary. Uh, they really could do with a result uh, And it would allow them to dream So for Patrick Thistle and St Mirren Yes, it's a big day For Hibs We've had Leanne Dempster The Chief Executive at Easter Road Coming out this week Admittedly on Hibs TV Where she wouldn't get a real grilling But she's come out and spoken about Hibs post Neil Lennon But Even though they've yet to appoint a manager The fans will want a result today against Wraith Rovers. They will not tolerate going out to championship opposition. They can still feel the excitement of that day against Rangers a couple of years ago when they ended Hibs' Scottish Cup curse. They don't want a new one to start today. 
Let's just start there then at Easter Road because Fraser Wishart has teams already for Hibs against Wraith Rovers. Fraser? I do have teams and I think just as you guys were talking about there, you know, on paper, it should be pretty straightforward for Hibs a home game against a lower league side and not even top of their own division. And if they play anywhere near their best Hibs, they, they will win, but they don't have to look too far back to see the dangers of this type of game, 2014. In the Cup here, I think it may be the same round. Wraith Rovers won 2-0 and Grant Murray is in charge with Eddie May today, was the boss of, of Wraith Rovers that day. It's been a bit flat recently for Hibs, even before Neil Lennon left. And uh, I saw them have a good second half against uh, St Mirren a couple of weeks ago. They won 3 1, but since then, two defeats. And as she was saying, it's really unthinkable that Hibs don't win today because they're eighth place in the league. There's not much prospect of anything better than maybe getting top six. Now, it's difficult to keep their season going with a new manager coming in at some point. But Wraith will come here, set up to keep it tight and hitting the break. The crowd will want to keep that quiet as for as long as they possibly can. And the Hibs fans will be quiet from the start, looking for some sort of energy and performance from their team. But throughout this Wraith Rovers team, there's plenty of players with experience at a higher level. Davidson and Benedictus play in the Premier League with, with Dundee that's the centre-back it's Grant Gillespie we know from many years at the Ackies likes of Liam Buchanan scores lots of goals outside the Premiership and Tony Dingwall of course came here recently from Ross County there's a big Wraith support expected as this morning was told they've sold nearly 1,700 tickets and they will certainly enjoy their day getting to the team's Hibs line up in a 4-4-2 formation off here Marciano's in goals David Gray Darren McGregor Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson at the back in midfield Vinkita Sleevecut Mark Milligan Stevie Mallon and Daryl Horgan with Mark McNulty and Florian Cambery as the Strikers, the subs, Machi Dabrowski, Stephen Whitaker, Mikhail Nelom, Gail Bigramana, Stefan Omionga, Sean Mackey, and Ollie Shaw. For Wraith Rovers, they go with a 4 5 1 to keep it tight. Robbie Thompson's in goals, Ewan Murray, Ian Davidson, Kyle Benedictus, and Callum Crane at the back. In midfield, Nathan Flanagan, Jimmy Burjonas, Nat Weatherburn, Grant Gillespie, and Tony Dingwall with the high scoring Kevin Nisbet as the main striker. The substitutes for them are Dean Linus, Chris Duggan, Liam Buchanan, Ross Matthews, David Mackay, Jimmy Watson, and Jack Smith. And the referee's the man who was in the middle in the Aberdeen Rangers game during the week. Bobby Madden Let's not forget Hibs are still managerless Eddie May and Grant Murray Have been in charge Here is Grant Murray's Thoughts ahead of today's game Fifth round of the cup You know we're looking forward to it It's a break for the league It's the same for them You know they're going well In their own league They'll come with a bit of confidence They'll come with a belief That you know they can go And you know Beat us on the day It's up to us to focus properly What we have done Obviously all week uh, After the Celtic game Just turned all our focus To Saturday Because it's a big game and Fraser Wishart, is this is this the one the Hibs fans will be looking at potentially the, the final game without a manager? Would you expect that to be wrapped up this week? You would think so. You, you hear stories, you read stories during the during the week about the narrowing down to, to two. Michael Appleton's linked with the, the, being the, the, the main guy. Paul Hick and Botham as well so have done well in the lower leagues in, in, in England over their careers as well. And I think it's an opportunity for them to get somebody in, and, and they're going to have to. I mean, if, if they win today, they're into quarterfinals of the cup, and they've got that to play for between now and, and the end of the season. And if, if they don't, then it becomes a bit of a disaster. Their home game against a lower league team at this stage is great on the field of play, but even just looking at the hospitality suites as well, at Tibbs are usually absolutely jumping, not really very busy uh, here today. So if you lose here, it's twofold. One, you're out of the cup, and two, you didn't make any money out of it either as a, as a football club. So they'll want to be uh, get a new manager in and on the back of a big result. But uh, yeah, it's drifted a wee bit. I said earlier, Neil Lennon was in. The, the results weren't great either just before he left. And since then, it's been a wee bit flat. They need something, they need a lift, they need a new man at the helm. The positive stat you brought. What is Fraser? 1,700 travelling supporters to cheer on Wraith Rovers. Now, to put that into perspective, that's 500 people more than watched the Premiership game between Hamilton Ackies and St Johnston in midweek. That's the 
bit of the romance of the cup there. It is, and uh, people will come here and, and they'll enjoy it. So that the supporters, and you get that at this stage when smaller clubs get a big support. And they're, they're doing okay in the league. They're way behind our growth, but they, they should be at least in the, in the playoffs. And for a couple of Wraith Rovers, I think they're a, they're a championship-sized club. They do have a support there that's, uh, that's, that's possible to, to bring. Uh, and, and it is a bit worrying when you see the crowd at Hamilton, you know, and you see the, the crowds that some of the other the clubs have, have brought uh, as well uh, amongst the Premiership. And for the away teams to bring that number, if you like to sit and mother you're relying on bigger clubs getting bigger supports but uh, it'll, be, it'll be noisy today until Hibs score the first goal probably because I expect Hibs to win by two or three goals but uh, they'll enjoy their day uh, and a bit of money in the club's coffers and um, John McGlynn can, can look forward and carry on with the league Simple Digital Arena is the venue for St Mirren against Dundee United Gordon DL Yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this one Gordon two teams in January signed between them 21 players so big changes for both um, obviously the reason why um, St Mern try to stay in the top league Dundee United try to get there so I'm looking forward to a good game the conditions I've got to say is horrendous the wind is unbelievable whether that will be out play a big part or not I don't know but Dundee United will certainly come here with a lot of confidence to, to win this and would you say looking at the form of both teams would it be a cup shot so it'll be interesting to see I know that St Mern have got one or two uh, injuries this afternoon and one or two injuries to experienced players which I think in a Scottish Cup game they need you know with Cladkey and goals with Baird and um, sorry that was my wrong team Cladkey McGinn Popescu Baird and, and Music Lines, Tansy McPherson Flynn Dreyer and Nazon will be the starting 11 that Oren Cairn has picked today a few changes there Dundee United well <coughs> they brought in 11 players and um, you know they look like they've got a very experienced squad they only make one change for that victory against Morton not surprisingly Seacrest in goals Seaman, Conley, Reynolds and Conley of the back four Butcher, Harts as a sitting midfield player Smith, Pollock, Clark and Safranco up top Gordon so I'm looking forward to a really interesting game I think the first goal has got to be so so important St Mern fans just talking to one or two of them they're a little bit downhearted they've brought a lot of changes in new manager they've not got that kick yet maybe a Scottish Cup run could just add to that and help them Good is it that he's stuck there in the windiest place in was the that country? An, was that a plane taking off the there just beside it does? Boy, honestly, you've no idea. I, if I knew this, I'd have brought my washing. It'd have been drying about three and a half minutes. I've never experienced wind like this. So it's going to be one of those old cliches at, at this game. It'll be a game of two halves. It'll be interesting to see how they develop the teams. Because sometimes if you're playing with the wind, you're kicking the ball and it just goes over the top or it goes out the park. I think today that both teams will need to try and get the ball down in the deck and try and play football because if you play anything long it's just going to get right out of the, the, the park and I'm, I'm hoping that does not spoil what I think looks on paper a very very good game I've never heard a grown man whinge and moan so much about a bit of wind Storm it's, Eric I believe it, it's Scotland in February you think we lived in Marbella uh, let's hear from some of the managers involved in that one Oren Kearney it's obviously going to be uh, a big afternoon for him let's hear his thoughts if we can get through Saturday and then we have a quarter final to look forward to in a, in a few weeks or a month time um, I think it brings a real lift to training and to, for competition for places and everything and, and I think the longer we can stay in the cup 
um, and possibly push on, I think that will feed into our league form. So uh, for us, it's really important that we get a big performance on Saturday in result. And it was Dundee United assistant Gordon Forrest we caught up with before this one. The history of the Scottish Cup, you know, through the club as well, it's massive for us. You know, we we're taking this game very, very seriously. You know, it is a break from the, you know, the promotion race, but it's a, it's an exciting game for us. We're preparing well for the game, but we feel it's a game that, you know, we've got an opportunity in, and we want to have a good a good run in the cup because it's, you know, it's part of the it's part of the history and it's part of the name you know, of the players are really looking forward to that. This reminds me of the debate we had when Ross County played Motherwell. You were taking a team near the top of the championship oh, against a team near the bottom of the Premiership. Budgets probably favouring the championship side. Yep. So is is that a shock? Is it a shock if Dundee United no. beat St Mirren? You no. don't think so? I don't think so, no. Because Gordon Dale made the point. Team rock bottom of the Premiership against a team going for promotion to the Premiership. I look at one stat in particular. Dundee United have scored 33 goals so far this season St Mirren have scored roughly half that number 17 goals they've managed I just think that Dundee United have momentum Have confidence And the one thing about St Mirren You get the impression that, that there's been too much change there I do understand that, that the players that Alan Stubbs brought in Had to be shipped out in the main But there's, there's no... Real feel about a team spirit at St Mirren, and I think Dundee United would start that match as favourites. Really, yeah, favourites well, even even in Paisley. Listen, I'm, I'm going to go with you here. I, I just go back to the last round where Aula went there and played with confidence and and you know took St Mirren apart in the first half anyway. And you think that's Aula, and look where Aula are languishing. Dundee United are up there fighting to win mm. that league. Plus, they've added real quality in January, so. I'm going to go with you in this one I uh, fancy Dundee United strongly today Alloa are also out the cup though Because St Mirren yes, won with 10 yeah, men I that get day. that I get that But I think if they Afford Dundee United That luxury Are going to go or two up I can't see St Mirren Pegging Dundee United back And that'll be That'll be on You know Oren Kearney's mind If his team fall behind It's a different kettle of fish You know A different animal They're playing today And I expect Dundee United To win that one yeah, listen, I think it's going to be a very difficult game. Uh, I think the conditions will most certainly have a factor there. But when you've brought these players in, as Daz was saying there uh, in the build-up to the game, he was saying that this is an opportunity to try and kickstart your season, a little cup run into the quarterfinals and just try and get something going in the right direction. Adversely, if they don't get the correct result, then it's a body blow. Focusing on the round ball as always, but we're just underway between Scotland and Ireland in the Six Nations at Murrayfield. Hugh Keevans, um, y- your journey to work this morning was was yeah. disrupted by this. I'm standing on platform one at Bears Den Station, Alec, and I couldn't move for the Rogarati. They were all <laughs> waiting for a train coming in to, to go to Edinburgh. I hope you got your normal seat. Well, I, I moved people out of the way. I mean... The Reg- regular customers first The Ruggerati That's a new one I like that Right uh, We're talking about Storm Eric We could hear the impact It was having on Gordon DL's game I'll tell you where it won't be For the faint hearted Bayview Stadium oh. Methyl East Fife Against Partick Thistle Roger Hanna yeah, This is definitely a day To keep the high balls low Gordon over in Methyl We're looking out Across the North Seas The white horses Are crashing down On the beach here And, and I'm not I'm just keeping my fingers crossed That we actually get A game of football Because if you remember At this time last week These East Fife fans They were over at Dallymount Park in Dublin They were ready for their Iron Brew Cup Quarter final Against Bohemians They were all set For the big game And then at 5-3 to three It was called off So let, let's hope we have none of 
of that nonsense this afternoon and we can actually get a cup tie that the Fifers can get involved in. Decent travelling support through from Glasgow for Partick Thistle. Gary Caldwell just beginning to turn up the heat under their season. Three successive wins. One in the cup against Stranraer and back-to-back wins in the Championship against Queen of the South. And last week up at Inverness, he's only made one change from that side. Slightly surprising, Blair Spittle, who's been in very good form. He drops to the bench and there's a place for Gary Harkins in the side. As for these five, well, it's a team that Darren Young has got up into the League One promotion places, promotion playoff places, I should say. They're going well. Young Rory Curry on loan from Hearts up front will be a threat. Anton Dowds, likewise. He was a League One player of the month for January. There's a few guys who have been around the lower leagues for a, you know, a period of time and always do themselves well in cup ties. Guys like Mark Doherty, Roston, Lobb, Scott, Linton. So I don't think this will be a walk in the park for Gary Caldwell's side today, particularly in the conditions. I mean, there's real wind coming off the sea, blowing from one end of the, the Bayview pitch to the other. I'll just give you the teams. East Fife, they go with Brett Long in goal. It's Mark Doherty, Roston, Lobb, Craig Watson, Pat Slattery, Liam Watt, Anton Dowds, Ross Davidson, Darrell Meggett, Scott Linton and Rory Curry on the bench. Terry, Dunsmore, Kane, Watson, Core and Bell. That's for Thistle, as I say, just that one change. Gary Harkins back into the team. So they go with Connor Hazard on loan from Celtic in goal. So back three of Stephen Anderson, Stephen Saunders and Jack McMillan. Wing-backs are Christy Elliott and James Penrice. Centre mid, Stuart Bannigan and Craig Slater. With Harkins and Aidan Fitzpatrick asked to support the front man, Miles Storey on the bench. Snedden, McGinty, Spittle, Doolan, Wilson, Koulibaly and Mansell. And the referee this afternoon is Don Robertson. Let's hear from Gary Caldwell. I think the Cup's always uh, an exciting weekend for, for everyone. It's a, a different competition away from the kind of week-in, week-out league stuff. The last round was a real positive result and kind of kick-started this run that, that we've been on and, and we want to continue that. We gave Stranraer a, a lot of respect and we will do the same with East Fife. If anything, I think as a staff we prepare even more because we don't come up against them regular. Uh, we have to kind of do more preparation, look at the squad more, watch more games so that we're fully prepared and, and let the players know uh, what we're up against. The squad has uh, transformed. The group is playing well. I think there's competition within the squad. It's not just 11 players, it's a, it's a squad now that's together and, and pulling in the right direction to, to get results for this club. So that's you up to speed with the team news ahead of the three o'clock games. The big one later on, Kilmarnock against Rangers, Stevie Clark against Stephen Gerrard, Alan McGregor plays, Alfredo Morelos doesn't. We will get all the guys involved on that big debate next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, in the studio. We've got the top team all around the ground Roger, Hannah, Fraser, Wishart, Gordon, DL at the moment. And of course, Kilmarnock Rangers a bit later on. Let's do the right thing, Hugh. Let's talk football. Let's yes. talk about the actual game itself because it doesn't need any of the other stuff. Kilmarnock against Rangers in the Cup is a fantastic fixture. You must be looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, now, we all know that Kilmarnock have been uh, a thorn in the side for Rangers and Celtic since Steve Clark became the manager. Uh, I still think the pitch at Rugby Park is an abomination. I still think they should be outlawed from our top league. However, you can take nothing away from what Steve Clark has done there. And uh, he has had the spat with uh, Stephen Gerrard. It's a part of the general picture within Scottish football this season. Everybody falls out with everybody else. Nobody agrees with anybody. If you get caught doing something, don't take the blame. Appeal. And then you complain about the ban. So the two of them will just have to meet on the touchline prior to kick-off and behave like civilised men, which I'm sure they will. And I don't think the loss of Alfredo Morelos 
will be as bad as it might have been prior to the signing of Jermaine Defoe because as you say Gordon talking about the football Jermaine Defoe's finish at Pataudry on Wednesday night was superb the finish yeah. of a top class striker he might not have done very much Alec other than that he might not be able to replicate the job that Alfredo Morelos does but He's not a bad guy to have in reserve. If you get the ball in and around the box, he's, he comes alive. As you rightly said there, his first touch the other night was fan- fabulous just to get it out of his feet and he hits the ball so cleanly. But you're absolutely right. And it'll be interesting to see how they actually go about it, Rangers, in terms of because Morelos brings that physical aspect where he can hold the ball up, whereas Defoe's not. So he may well change the shape as well, Hugh, to try and complement mm. Defoe and get him playing in you know, the little pockets. Mm. Well, it's just set up to be a terrific fixture. The spot has, has added a, a, a bit to it, but I think... I believe Rangers would have learned their lesson from going to Rugby Park a couple of weeks ago and trying this diamond. Um, I think Stephen Gerrard will resort back to that formation that served him so well. And I think his team selection is simplified with the fact that Morelos is out. So he's he's in no doubt who he's playing up there. Defoe's going to start up there. So I, I think it'll be another terrific game. Um, it's, it's a shame to lose two quality teams or, or lose one of two quality teams at this stage in the competition but it'll make for an interesting encounter come quarter past five Roger Hanna the news everyone was waiting on yesterday was the outcome of Alfredo Morelos appeal it came at half past seven last night the appeal was dismissed he will miss three Rangers games starting today Um, it was a busy old day at Hamden yesterday Alan McGregor cited as well uh, Darnell Johnson the Hibs player has had his upgraded to a red uh, and too many incidents for me to run through so you can do it and you can tell us what you thought of them all yeah, I thought they got them all right. Morelos definitely had a kick out at Scott McKenna. In times like this, people always say, oh, let's hope he learns lessons. Absolutely no sign of Alfredo Morelos learning lessons from any of his previous misdemeanours. So he'll have a lot of thinking time sitting out these three games. Um, you would like to think a penny would finally drop with him. I'm not so sure it will. Um, Alan McGregor, I think that was the correct decision as well. Darnell Johnson, definitely the correct decision. Dangerous challenge in Amelia Uzagiri. The referee had seen it. Craig Thompson had seen it properly. would have sent him off. Um, the one that was missed out I thought could have been prosecuted was Joseph Stamunovic and Ollie Shaw just on the touchline at Celtic Park in midweek um, I thought he led with an arm um, and I think he thought he led with an arm because if you look at Stamunovic he turns around straight away to make sure Ollie Shaw's okay and uh, just have a wee glance at the officials so I think he is a lucky boy but I think the SFA have got the rest of them correct Yeah I agree Roger and uh, I was fascinated by Chris Boyd's column in your own newspaper this morning where he said as a former Rangers striker himself, as the top SPL goalscorer of all time, he said that he doesn't think Morelos can get this out of uh, his head and he cannot change his personality. As, uh, Hugh, that's a load of rubbish. Listen, I, I like uh, Chris Boyd and everyone's entitled to their opinion, but to suggest that someone can change their behaviour is, mm. is nonsense. I, I, went, I said this uh, a few times on the show. I went to see a guy on the back of a suspension three-match the following game I come back and get a straight red card resulting in a four match ban on the back of that I went to see a a psychologist and that's why I was suggesting Rangers do the same the other day and for me it was a case of going and trying to get an understanding and all that and after having spent a couple of days with this guy I got an understanding and on the back of that I benefited remarkably I played at a level that I didn't do before and it freed me up And, and it doesn't take away your aggression that people suggest just so you have a better understanding, a better handle on it. And so for people to suggest that he can't change, mm. I don't buy it. Elaborate a bit more. I could tell you were deliberately given the quick version there because you thought that's what, what I was looking for. But 
you, you made comments during the week that you think Alfredo Morelos would benefit from getting a bit of help and trying yeah, to stamp absolutely. this out of his game. Um, that very quickly became, you're not sticking up for Rangers, Alex. Absolutely. You're supposed to be a Rangers man. Why are you not sticking up for Alfredo Morelos? Um, I think something was kind of lost there, yeah. but you can clear it up in your own words. For, for me, it was, uh, it was that, this is actually a positive by actually doing this because if you're trying to tell me, if he goes to see someone and he can actually get on top of this behaviour that's costing him, you know, this petulance. Uh-huh. If he does that, who will benefit from that? Him, for starters. Yeah. And then the club, secondly. And that's what I actually tried to put out the other day. Now, you're on a, a show that's actually actually live, but you don't get the opportunity to expand and, oh, I've actually been down that road. It benefited me. Mm. Tell us a bit more about your your experience then. Elaborate on, on some of the detail there. So you've well, got I, disciplinary I, problems yeah, I've to had, start I, with. I've had it for years. Uh, so from all through my time in England, nine years, I have uh, got red card after red card, getting into spats that were, you know, meaningless. All the while, I'm me, I'm feeling as if I'm victimised and why are they always picking me? Not actually having the ability to look at myself. So, on the back of uh, television evidence, it was a retrospective view. I was one of the first guys to actually get done with, uh, you know, TV evidence. Uh-huh. On the back of that, uh, I got a three-game ban and a couple of thousand pound fine. Five minutes into the game, after my suspension, I then elbowed another guy. I'm sitting in the dressing room and no understanding why I am behaving in a manner, and I'm 29. And I'm thinking to myself, how did I get to this place? I don't even know how I'm behaving within a game. Spent a couple of days with a guy down at the Priory, and we kind of went through this over the, the two days. It was the best money I ever spent. It gave me an understanding why I was lashing out. Effectively, in a long-winded way, when I was a wee boy... Growing up in the East End of Glasgow You have to be able to scrap and fight and things yeah. So it's fight or flight So you learn to be able to fight Now when you go into a professional environment That behaviour is not tolerated Because you know when you're playing in the streets And you're playing with guys for, like Denison and Royston It's a wee bit vicious When you go into a professional environment Then what happens is You have someone officiating over that So that behaviour to try and protect yourself Look out for yourself That doesn't wash Now the crux of the whole matter was that that behaviour was costing me time after time uh-huh. and by actually doing that and having a look at it in depth it was an irrational fear because the actual likelihood of me getting injured in a game over a 13 year period leading up to me going and seeing this guy I had n- I didn't have uh, an injury as such you so it was an irrational fear how did you know of this person? Hugh, I'd, I'd been in the Priory about 18 months earlier than that and it so happens the lady who ran the Priory in, in Roehampton was actually a guest of mine at the Tottenham game where I got this red card so I sat down with her after she says I don't even know why I'm behaving in this manner so she says to me well I know a guy in the Priory who mm. can maybe help you with that uh, Right Gordon Diel various decisions yesterday again if we're missing some out I'm not doing it deliberately what did, what did you make of the the outcomes if you like yesterday yeah, I thought, I thought most of them were right, like the guys. Um, I never thought for one minute McGregor would get away with his. Uh, Morelos, I thought, was correct as well. The big debate, and you know what like it is, we're not talking about the great football game that was um, played on in, in Wednesday night, Petorri, six goals, and some terrific goals, you've got to say, and Morelos, Morelos was a big part of that. 
we're talking about decisions. We're then going on to social media. We're looking at you know fans from different clubs pointing out about what about this tackle and what about that. I think the players and the the management staff and everybody have got to take a bit of responsibility and get back to playing this game. I think they put the referees in a very difficult position at times. Yes, you can argue they do get decisions wrong. Of course they do. But we should be at a time. You know, looking at games the other night there, looking at the standard, look at the players that are coming to our game. We should be promoting our game. We should be talking about the great things that are coming out of it. All we have to do is talk about negatives. But you get back to the decisions, Gordon. I think it's a very difficult job. Did they get them right? Well, you can say, I think you got most of them right. You can look at, did they see the offside? No, they didn't which led to McKenna, you know, with the penalty kick. They never gave the, the, you know, the McGregor one. And then you look at Lewis Ferguson. You know, a lot of people could have looked at that difference. And then you go and look at the Celtic game, the instances there as well with Celtic players and Hibs players. I know it's a part of the game, but I just think we're missing out at this time just now an exciting part of our game. And the exciting part of our game is the football, which matters for the being public. Uh, Fraser Wisher, I completely understand all the frustrations because if you're a fan of one team, you see your player get punished, you're going to look at an incident from another game and say, well, how come he didn't get punished? And what about this? And do you remember that a few weeks ago? The problem with that is every single incident is different. They all come with different circumstances and we know the process. It depends, you know, did the referee see it? Did he see it all? Did he not see it? So you're never really comparing like for like. Yeah, I think we really need to look at the system. You'll not be surprised to, to, to listen to or hear that I don't think that Al McGregor should have been charged. I don't think Daniel Johnson should have been charged. I think that the system needs to be looked at and I'll tell you why. The whole system of retrospective video evidence, and this is from FIFA, and I'm interested to see what FIFA think about, about this, is not to re-referee the game. Now, the whole system was put in place to try and catch players who would do things sneakily off the ball behind the referee's back. And FIFA still to this day in UEFA, if it's a tackle in the middle of the park and the ball's there, then they just they, they just say, well, listen, the referee made that decision. Now, I am extremely concerned, our members are extremely concerned about that the, this upgrading when there's clear views of referees where it's serious foul play, they will not go near serious foul play. The English FA would not go near serious foul play. And that is a system that I think needs to be needs to be looked at. It's interpretation by the SFA at this moment, and I think that we're we're in real danger of, of opening up a huge, huge can of worms. And you're right, Gordon. Social media and all the rest of the supporters are saying, but, but, but what about what about today? And you can understand that because you're now going to have to re-referee and analyse every single tackle in every single game to get consistency. And I don't know whether we should be upgrading yellow cards to reds. If it's unseen, what did they see? They must have seen something. Yeah. And and that, that for me is a huge, huge issue. And when you're getting charged as a football player, they go to the officials and they say, did you see it? And they say, oh, I, I kind of saw it, I maybe saw it, I didn't quite see that. But you actually, as a player, you're not allowed to challenge that. And if you look at every single incident, I'm not going to get into individuals, could be wrong to call out referees, it's a difficult... You look at the incidents and you say, have a look at where the officials were and what were their views. And if they didn't see it, my question would be, and I'd be extremely concerned as SFA, if they don't see an incident where the ball is there and two players are challenging for it, they don't see it, what are they seeing? And I think we've opened up a huge can of worms this season 
by upgrading yellow cards to red cards Fraser, and it should be for missed incidents only Hugh. if you don't re-referee matches to use your expression then wrongdoing will go unpunished oh, that's, that's always been the case Hugh I mean you have to allow the game to flow goodness me and you have to sometimes you get away with one Hugh sometimes you don't sometimes you get sent off wrongly sometimes you get you, you, you get sent, you get away with one and I really think that just for, for the game Hugh we're talking about the image of the game and talking about the fact that we're actually not talking about the, how good a game of football that was what a world class finish a top class finish by Alfredo Morales brilliant fantastic for our game but every single week Hugh, if we have a system where we're, we're analysing every tackle and every single challenge and say ooh was that a red card was it not a red card let the referee get on with his game otherwise you have to so go and open up his can of worms and look at every single game Hugh. Would, you, would you oppose VAR then because that's re-refereeing the game well I'm not a big fan of VAR Unless, unless it's absolutely uh, equal for every team, but that's a set, that's a different argument, Hugh. This is about retrospective stuff. FIFA do not want games re-refereed, but and the whole point, the, the whole referee... point of it, the whole point of it was to to use it for incidents that referees can yeah. see. And if I'm sitting here today, I could pick up three or four challenges in every single game and say, oh, well, oh, do you, oh let's have a look at that one. Yeah. And I think we're opening up a huge, huge can of worms. As, as Gordon said there, all you get is stills being sent and people taking photographs of their telly and pictures. I've been sent them all of Rangers players, Celtic players, Aberdeen players, Hearts players, and that's what you get. And we're opening up a huge yeah. can of worms the way we're doing this. And I, I just, I think we should, we should trust the referees, we should respect the referees' decision on the day. And if, if he doesn't see something that's properly behind his back and it's violent conduct, whatever, then absolutely fine. Or the rules state for exceptional circumstances, and that was part. I was part of a group that brought that in. That was to do with there was a horrendous challenge by a player, and he broke somebody's leg or he was a serious knee injury, and, and you could all see it. Then of course you won't actually be taken. But when it's a 50-50 ball and somebody might be a wee bit late or a wee bit high, we're in real danger of, 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 of causing the game damage. Roger Hanna, this comes back to this notion of: Did you see it? Yes, I saw it, but did you see it properly? No, I didn't. Did you see the part of it which would constitute a red card? So Fraser Wishart's not happy with that distinction. Do you? What do you, what do you feel about it? Um, I, I probably tend to fall down the, the line that Hugh's taken. You know, if, if it helps get decisions correct, then we should use technology. Be it you know the goal line technology, be it VAR, be it you know going back and looking at things. For me, the Daniel Johnson challenge and he's a giddy could have broken his leg. It could have led to serious knee damage. So that perhaps should be one that should be getting looked at, at you know, at, after the game again. McGregor, less so, but if, if the rules are there, then it doesn't surprise me at all that Alan McGregor was cited and Alan McGregor was, you know, prosecuted for it. The big surprise for me was that Rangers wasted money appealing the Morelos red card after what everyone had seen in the middle of the week, but that's obviously their decision. And there is some irony that at the start of the week, Steve Clark was saying things that would lead you to believe he wanted Jermaine Defoe banned from this afternoon's game and he's ended up at the end of the week it's the other Rangers centre forward that's banned in Defoe start because of it yeah, but, but Roger so you can back to um, the, the point that, that he makes in terms of the referee has seen it but he might not have seen it all see if because I was having this discussion with Gordon prior to come into the show when I'm actually looking where Bobby Madden was for an example and he's looking right down there he can see, clearly see that contact but what part does he not actually see well, I, think, I, think that, I think that's where the problem is because and I, I don't mean this in, in a rude way you yeah. or anyone else quite simply do not know what Bobby Madden saw and I, I don't mean that to be cheeky you know we can all see I mean he's looking at it the only person who knows what Bobby Madden saw yep. is Bobby Madden so you know if he's asked after the game did you see it did you see it all and the answer is no that's then when the, when the process gets triggered Yeah, uh, listen, I take your point board for me if he's not seen it then that's more alarming than anything because the guy's gone to ground 
the foot's literally a foot or two away, so if he's not actually seen that, God, and that's what I... Mm. So I've seen some of it, but I didn't see it all. Yeah. I'm thinking, not for me. Just on McGregor specifically, Fraser, just so I can get a, a sort of overview of your opinion, do, do you think that should have been a red card in the game? So is it the decision that was wrong or is it the process that you're not happy with? Uh, both. I, th- I think I think that uh, well, we're actually defending, we're helping Alvarez's defence, so I just don't, don't want to say too much about it. But uh, but I, I think, you know, in, in terms of football, when you slow things down and you look at it and you analyse it, everything looks bad. And in a split second, you can have a player going into a tackle, and I'm going to keep it general, a player into a tackle or a goalkeeper sliding out or whatever, they have to make a split-second decision over, over, over what's going to happen. And I don't think that... Uh, that I think Alan was probably protecting himself more than anything else, but it's the process more, more than anything else. I, I think we, we are going down a very, very dangerous route in, in, in football where we are effectively... We are, not effectively, we are. We are re-refereeing it on a, on a Monday morning. And for me... That's not what FIFA have it all about. I'd be interested to actually to know what FIFA would think about about this type of thing because they want to respect the referee's decision and it's not the final decision now. The final decision now lies with a panel of three people who are chosen by the SFA to sit on that panel. It could be anybody. That's the final decision now on whether that was a red card or not. And for me, that's taken away from the referee. Well, not on Alan McGregor, it's not. It was three former referees who decided unanimously no, no. that no, that no. was... No, no, the final decision with a panel. Yeah, yeah, the final decision, but how yeah, it gets yeah. to that point in the first place. No, no, I, listen to what I'm saying, Gordon. The final yeah. decision is with the panel. Okay, okay. Final decision with the panel, and that could be a lawyer, it could be an administrator, it could be a guy off the street. They are now making decisions for the referees on, on, on from, from the game. And if you're going to be consistent, then they're going to have to start to re-referee every single game and every single incident in every game. And my goodness me, we'll end up with pre-season friendlies because nobody will tackle. If it's all a matter of personal interpretation, Fraser, then I'm sorry, but I am diametrically opposed to what you've said about the the goalkeeper defending himself. You don't defend yourself with a straight leg out towards an an on-rushing player. He could have caused the player physical harm. And it was also a penalty kick. The referee, as you say, he missed it. We can't replay the match. But defending himself, I don't think so. We're going to have to park that one there because we're just about 15 minutes away from the three o'clock kickoffs and we'll build up to them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray in the studio. Fraser Wishart, Gordon Dale uh, and Roger Hanna out and about at the grounds. If you're keeping an eye on the rugby, it's not going mm. very well. Scotland 3, Ireland 12. After 24 and a half minutes It's been a tough old start uh, To the game At that, Murrayfield I've got no idea What that noise is Somebody it, it, is having Serious technical well, difficulties Let's go back Round the grounds um, And build up To the 3 o'clock kickoffs. Where should we start St Mirren Dundee United uh, Gordon Dale Back to what we were Talking about earlier In terms of Who's the, the you know the, Where does the pressure lie Is this a shock If St Mirren lose How much will Dundee United Fancy it well, I, th- I think uh, I think Gordon, uh, St Mirren manager, played a, a very clever card um, today, uh, the last couple of days when he said that Dundee United are favourites. Now, Dundee, everybody knows Dundee United are a championship team. They're trying to get into the Premier League. St Mirren are in there. St Mirren at home. But I think he's deflecting the pressure away from his own team. He's used 38 players or so this season. He's trying absolutely everything. I was talking to one or two guys round about here that, you know, know the manager, know how he's working very hard at it. But it doesn't seem to be working. 
and Dundee United coming here with I'm mean, just looking at their team they've got bags of experience they've got players that have played in big games you look at their bench you've got players there that you can bring on and change a game I think that you know, I think the manager of man was right. I think people will be fancying Dundee United this afternoon. But I don't know, I keep touching on, you can hear the wind. And the wind here is horrendous. It's a team who's brave enough to get the ball down and make the passes. Get on the ball, play play football in the right way, I think we'll eventually come out of this. I think St Mirren are desperate for a result because I looked at their league fixtures. Their next two games are away to Aberdeen and away to Hearts. Now, with all due respect, you do not expect them to get anything, which puts them bang in trouble. A cup run sometimes helps you. It can bring a bit of confidence. It makes your week preparation up to the next league game a lot, lot better, rather than worrying about we're not playing very well, we've just been dumped out the cup, now we're up at Petordre, this is going to be a, a difficult week. So I think that St Mirren need a result, but they're going to have to work for it because, as I say, Dundee United, they've got bags of experience, they've got guys that score goals, and if you look at St Mirren, their top goal scorer Jackson, with five, he's on the bench. So you're just thinking, where is the goals going to come from from St Mirren this afternoon? But I'm, I think I'm in for an absolute cracking cup tie. I really do. If, just if the con- conditions can die down. Gordon, I was uh, showing uh, Mark Wilson that that thing that you just said there and saying that Dundee United were the favourites and we were underdogs in terms of St Mirren. Both of us were alarmed that he actually threw that out there due to the fact that they're the Premier League team. Yeah. They've got good quality. I take your point on board that they're actually spending some money, but if you're putting a message out there on the run that they've got surely that's got to be a positive we're not going into this as underdogs Mark was the yeah. same I think Mark was of the same opinion I just don't think a manager I know things are going against him but your fans are turning up there to see you go up against a, a, a team that's in a war league the last thing they want to turn up in here is the manager saying we're the underdogs because right away they're going into the stadium going off oh, here we go again do, Mark, they're trying to do everything here I can understand that I, I'm with you guys I don't, I don't agree with it. You've got to try and bring confidence as a manager and a coaching staff to get that into the dressing room, to get that over to your players to take onto the pitch. But he's brought in 10 players. I watched them last week at Ibrox. They offered nothing for me. Motherwell came here midweek and beat them uh, 2-1. They've got one or two injuries. The reasoning he's saying that is quite simple. I know for a fact that St Mirren looked at one or two of the Dundee United players to bring them in in January and couldn't get near the wages that were Dundee United were playing. But that still doesn't make an excuse. You've got to build confidence. You've got to try and get that into your players. I totally understand where he's coming from. He's trying to just take the pressure off his players. But the fans don't want to hear it, you're right. And hope that it works this afternoon for them. But as I say, I look at their team and I don't know where the goals are coming from. So I'll be interesting. I just think this has got to be a real cracking cup tie. And I've got to say, Dundee United supporters, uh, they've, they've packed a rend out. They feel that, is it a cup shock? is on their way so they're here in, in good numbers St Mirren fans are starting to turn up so it should be a good atmosphere and a good game I, I just hope that win would die down I, I wish I, he would stop talking about yeah. it you've got no sympathy from us I don't Gordon, think uh, I don't think Orin does the conventional thing he's the man who watched his side have uh, four penalties awarded against him last weekend and 
I've known managers in their time who would have said to their assistant, you go in and speak to the press because I'm not sure if I could handle myself. But he went in and he was very relaxed, composed and said his piece. He said what he said about today's game because the league table doesn't lie. St Mirren have been very, very poor all season long. Uh, try for Scotland and a conversion as well Scotland 10 Ireland 12 at Murrayfield let's keep going around the grounds Hibs against Wraith Rovers Fraser I'm wondering with 8 minutes or so would it be ridiculous to suggest the new Hibs manager might be there have you spotted anyone watching the game this afternoon I've been looking down here the only manager I can see is Brian Rice uh, new Hamilton boss who's, uh, who was waving up there so he's uh, he's here pretty empty to be honest with you Gordon Easter Road uh, to my right there's that good crowd that Hugh was talking about fantastic that Wraith Rovers are bringing so many people here but uh, the rest of the uh, Easter Road it's pretty sparse I think it'll fill it a wee bit but I don't think it'll be the, the, the massive crowds we've seen over the last couple of years when they're playing the sparkling football maybe because things have just been a wee bit flat for the club in, in recent in recent weeks but uh, you know the fans are cheering at the right hand side every kick of the ball and every bit of warm up the Wraith Rovers fans cheering it and, and they are a crowd a team sorry that are probably looking for a wee bit of success a wee bit of excitement they had a massive crowd when they played Dunfermline in the last round of the cup because they hammered them and Lewis Vaughan got a hat-trick and Lewis has unfortunately picked up a, an injury and doesn't play today so that's a real blow for, for them but for Hibs it's going to be about how they start the game you can just see that from empty spaces at the ground not quite the big crowd it'll be quiet but if Hibs start well then get on top then the fans will get behind them but after 20 minutes 25 minutes it's all real cliche silence the crowd from Wraith Rovers point of view and you might just have a wee chance of winning this game but uh, for me I think Hibs will win by a couple uh, To Bayview Roger Hanna's watching East Fife against Partick Thistle Perhaps a similar situation to St Mirren, Roger, in terms of this balance between, you know, where's your priority lie in terms of league or cup? So Partick Thistle clearly have got a big priority in that staying in the championship at the moment. How important is the cup or, or is it not? Is it a distraction? Can it be a springboard to improve your league form? What do you think of the overall picture? I think Gary Caldwell will view it as a positive distraction, if you like, Gordon. He's named a very strong team here. Only one change from the side that won impressively at Inverness last Saturday. So he'll know a win here takes them into the last eight. Um, it could give them a, a game that's lucrative in terms of finances for the club and that will help kick them on as well. But it also just keeps the run of wins going. This would be a fourth game consecutive victory for Partick Thistle they've not done that for a very long time and it's, it's baby steps for Gary Caldwell at the minute he will have one eye on the only championship game of the day where Alloa take on Falkirk at the end of drill because that will have major implications for Partick Thistle going forward but his main work today will be getting a win and making sure they're in the hat for the quarter final draw on Monday night yeah, I mean, Hugh, even psychologically, whilst the league will remain the priority, if Gary Caldwell turns round and has a, a, a Scottish Cup quarter-final to look yeah. forward to, surely that, that would give everyone a lift. Yeah, the, the entire club. Uh, to be fair, the, the sentence you can utter today, which you haven't been able to do for quite some time, Partick Thistle have momentum. They have had a good run over the last few weeks. Gary Caldwell has steadied the ship They are second bottom But they are not adrift uh, Of even fourth bottom than Fairman They're only three points off Fourth bottom than Fairman So plenty of time for Gary Caldwell To make a respectable job Of the league season And hope to do better next season In other words win promotion But this is the icing on the cake Get into the last eight Hope that you get Celtic or Rangers And uh, carry on from there well, I think when he's, you know, he's been given time to bring in his own players, and they take time to come together. And I think we're seeing perhaps evidence of that that he may be steering them in the right direction. There's no doubt about it. A win today, though, would 
would probably confirm that and that just breeds confidence you know you get a, a Scottish Cup quarter final under your belt and it's all of a sudden looking not too bad for Thistle a long way to go right enough but I tell you what the confidence players will take from previous weeks and winning today will be huge going back into league business Our featured matches at 3 o'clock when he's Fife, Partick Thistle Hibs, Wraith Rovers and St Mirren, Dundee United Later on we've got Kilmarnock against Rangers So the kickoffs as well as previews of tonight and tomorrow's games are coming up next It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025 Rangers trip to Kilmarnock kicks off in about 15 minutes time Let's do the full time scores from today In the Scottish Cup 5th round It finished East 5 nil. Partick Thistle 1 Hibs 3 Wraith Rovers 1 St Mirren 1 Dundee United 2 uh, Rangers like I say 15 minutes away from taking on Kilmarnock In the Championship Alloa 1 Falkirk 2 In League 1 it finished our Broth 0 Stranraer 0 4 for 2 Airdrie 0 Stenhouse Muir 1 Montrose 0 Into League 2 Then Albion Rovers 0 Elgin 3 Annan 1 Clyde 1 Berwick 1 Stirling Albion 2 Peterhead 0 Edinburgh City 0 And Queen's Park 1 Cowdenbeath 1 In the English Premier League Fulham 0 Man United 3 Crystal Palace 1 West Ham 1 Huddersfield 1 Arsenal 2 Liverpool 3 Bournemouth 0 Southampton 1 Cardiff City 2 And Watford 1 Everton 0 It is now over to you Let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 Today's result Tonight's game Tomorrow's game Alfredo Morelos Alan McGregor Whatever you want Let's hear from you On the phones Right now Alex Ray Mark Wilson Gordon DL And Hugh Evans. Well We're looking at ahead to What might be The last date Of the Scottish Cup It's got an old time Feel to it Partick Thistle Through today Hibs through today Dundee United through You've got to take Hearts to get through Against Auchinleck Talbot Otherwise Craig Levine Might as well resign And I'm going to go For Celtic and Rangers And Aberdeen All to go through With Inverness Cali Thistle The winners of the The Heelan Derby On Monday night Well we've already had A dramatic day in this round You know in the cup You know Partick Thistle Scraping through With those conditions None more so than probably St Mirren Dundee United Late drama there And St Mirren throwing everything But The game of the day And the game of the round Comes Just about in 10 minutes time This is the most intriguing one Looking Thoroughly looking forward to it I am with Hugh I think Rangers Will go through here I'm looking forward to it as well, Gordon. But you actually have to look at some of uh, Command Looks form recently. One defeat in the last nine. I, I've said earlier on the show, I felt as if for Rangers to get in now that they need to match them toe to toe when it comes to scrapping because that's they're very well organised and uh, you know, you're hoping that the quality can then shine through. Oh, by the way, we're still looking for your worst strip suggestions on Twitter. Colin Mitchell sent one in. I wish I knew when this one was from. It's a Dundee United strip. It is I don't even know how to begin to describe that, Hugh. A marble effect? Would marble cover it? Marble. Rubbish. Marble yeah. grey. I, I know that one, yeah. That's Rubbish would cover it. Marble grey, I would that suggest. Very early 90s, maybe. Dundee United, yeah. when I were a lad, Dundee United strip was white with two black stripes across. Uh, and that was the kind of hmm. start of the modern day Dundee United. And then the whole tangerines thing came along under Jim McLean. Uh, again, a proud club. Uh, it's good to see them in the last eight Good to see them going for promotion We need clubs like Dundee United Now mm. top flight with their supporter base Their mm. ground, their new American owners The the money that's in the club now So uh, that strip was rubbish But 
They came away after that and got better 0141 Ideally we want to hear from you on today's football But if it's the big talking points from the week We will do that as well Stephen is in Kings Park What's in your mind tonight Stephen? Go on Stephen Just touching upon the um, The red card kind of compliance officer idea uh, I don't really see the problem now um, With it uh, we, we look at it to help us Help the referees that they miss when they miss something. Um, I feel the Alan McGregor incident was missed. Whether it was missed, um, obviously it was missed by Bobby Madden uh, just by a mistake. But it wasn't as clear cut. I don't think as as everyone made out as if it definite pain, definite red card. It was, but obviously we've got the benefit of hindsight and, and replays and stuff, which referees don't. Um, and. Morelis and McKenna, both of them, they, I don't really think there's any any arguments. Um, Aberdeen obviously not um, appealing theirs, which is, in, in fairness to me, I think is the best kind of route. Um, Rangers kind of seem to be appealing everything, um, especially with Morelis. Um, I don't see, I, I feel that the SFA compliance officer is there to protect players when the referees have missed something, maybe maybe just down to an error, a personal human error. Um I don't. I don't see the problem. I don't really see the the kind of massive talking points of of everyone kind of kicking up fuss. Mm. Well, it's just today's world. Uh, people do kick up fuss, as you put it. I, we had a telephone call here to our newsroom this morning. I took the call personally. I explained why uh, Alfredo Morelos has a three game suspension, and Gordon explained it on last night's program because he has had a prior sending off in the league this season. He gets an extra one game suspension. Now, I, you know, the, the supporter thought that this was because Rangers had made a frivolous, his word, not mine, Rangers had made a frivolous appeal against Morelos's ordering off. No, that's not the case. But in today's world, people are simply suspicious of everything. Mm. I don't blame Bobby Madden because in a game where he gave a penalty to each side, Sent off a player from each side He missed the offside Which led to the penalty Conceded by Scott McKenna Okay Surely you have to or, or his assistant assist, missed yeah, more so yeah. Yeah. Surely you bow to human error It can happen On a night of such controversy So they're not perfect They don't get everything right But I thought Bobby Madden Had a good game I think Fraser made some excellent points earlier As always when, when he's explaining it the, the fear being that we go back and we re-referee everything I guess people who who wished to to argue against that Would say well we're not re-refereeing everything Only the ones the referee didn't see properly The argument then comes back and say Well if he didn't see it what was he looking at And, and you could then perhaps spin that any, any way you want But But the facts do remain It is still Whether you like the definition or not It is still for unseen Incidents. Yep, yeah, I uh, I came in and spoke to you just before the show, Gordon, and I was perplexed to say the least why Bobby Madden didn't see that because of his vantage point. He's look the ball's on the ground. It's not as if he's having to look and readjust. It's from a long way, and how he never saw that uh, is beyond me. Um, but I take Fraser's points about constantly looking at various things. Uh, I take also take the point where. If it is endangering an opponent, that's the things that we're actually trying to stamp out. So I can understand that. I, I think we're at a place at the moment where there is so much going on. I actually, if you're talking about a level playing field, I feel as if Rangers and Celtic will be more scrutinised because there'll be more television cameras. They're more, they're more likely to be on the TV. Whereas someone like Samirin, 
uh, Motherwell and the likes down there won't have mm. the same kind of scrutiny. Yeah, perhaps not. But again, something that I think's lost the process. There's this. How often do you see it? This is trial by sports scene. The process is there for any club, any club, to report something to the compliance officer. Yeah. Any club can do it. So. If Hibs the other night Want to pick up the phone To the compliance officer And say I want you to have a look At Scott Brown's tackle On Mark Milligan They can do it mm. Yep I think we have, The amount of cameras And the way technology is I think we've got to use Use it now You know Every other sport Is using it But in the interest Of fairness and justice I understand what you're saying Alex Where Rangers and Celtic May get screwed And more TV But Well We need I think we still need to use them Even if there is more TV cameras we need to use what's blatantly there in front of us to deter things like that happening. And, pe- you know, you get the people saying, well, it didn't happen years ago. It's been going on for years, but they didn't get pulled up years ago. But the game has moved on. Everything's moved on for years ago, so we need to use it. It's the system after it, I think, then comes a bit cloudy. But well, see, if it's there in black and white for everyone yeah. to see, it's something needs to be done. Let's let Stephen back in. Stephen? It's, it's just... It, see, when you look at, when you look at the world, just... Um, to, to be clear, I wasn't um, having any digs at the referees. I think enough people do that already. Um, but I think if you look at the definitions that define a red card and um, define a yellow card, you're looking at a tackle or a challenge that's got an utter disregard for the opponent's safety. And see if there are any of the tackles like that in a game and the referee has missed it maybe by he's looking at someone else's thought. Because a lot of things you would need to um, look, uh, deal with as a referee, not just exactly where the ball is. Um, I think what we need to do is, if there are tackles like that, then use, like Mark was saying, use the cameras because players can't really get away with it. I, I don't think it's fair. Um, obviously, it kind of comes, your player, if you're a support team, your player might get away with it and then someone might get away but it kind of swings and roundabouts even itself out but we're trying to protect players and, and that's what a referee's job is now if a referee misses something I feel that the, the compliance officer that's then their job um, Stephen can I ask you a question just before you, you, you go on there you see, see if I uh, give you two scenarios when Morelos kicked McKenna on the opening game of the season and he, he got the, the red card and it was rescinded in terms of the one that was on Wednesday night, do you think the, the same force was applied in, uh, you know, uh, in, in Wednesday night as to the earlier on the season? I think, I think no, um, is, the, is the quick answer to that. But then you're, you're looking at different offences. So, in my opinion, what would be happening there was in, um, well, I suppose it'd be the same offence in, in, in fairness, but it'd be, it'd be violent conduct, but... Well, where it where it does differ, Stephen. To be fair, where it does differ, the referees in Scotland are under guidance that anything towards that area is 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 is, is force in the kind of the genital area. Yep. That they are the sense of areas. Um, so any force really directed towards there. Yeah. Stephen, is taking completely different to a kick or Steve, a kick in the back, a, a kick in the the a leg. Do you yeah, know, not kind of way or a Stephen, punch. So. I, th- I think it does d- depend on where the area was and Morelos catching um, McKenna in the kind of lower, below the lower abdomen. Um, and Stephen, I'm going to just ask you to leave it there if you can because the teams are coming out the tunnel at Rugby Park want to get a final build-up to kick off with Alison. 
Yep, the teams are out the tunnel here. Kilmarnock v Rangers in the Scottish Cup fifth round tie is a start for Yusuf Malumbu for Kilmarnock after he returned to Rugby Park on loan from Celtic. So Kilmarnock do have Dan Backman in goal, a back row Stephen O'Donnell, Scott Boyd, Kurt Broadfoot and Greg Taylor. Then it's Yusuf Malumbu, Gary Dicker and Alan Power with Chris Burke and Jordan Jones just behind Colin Art McKelney. On the bench for Kilmarnock, McDonald, Bruce, McKenzie, Boyd, Waters, Miller and Tishbola. For Rangers, Alan McGregor in goal, the back four of James Tavmere, Joe Worrell, Cora Goldson and Andy Halliday. That was Ross McCrory and Ryan Jack with the three of Daniel Condéas, Scott Arfield and Ryan Kent with Jermaine Defoe up top. On the bench for Rangers tonight, Wes Fodringham, Davis, Lafferty, Katic, Koulibaly, Barisic and Middleton. Your referee at Rugby Park is Alan Muir. Let's hear from both managers. Uh, Stevie Clark first. Yeah, should be a cracker, eh? Two good teams, if it's anything like as good as the last game here, the atmosphere. Everything about it. obviously it was a good day for us because we won the game. Uh, but now it'll be a tough challenge. I think tough challenge for both teams. Competitive game and now we look forward to it. It's always nice when you've had a, a recent victory against one of your one of your top top opponents or big opponents. We didn't start the last game or the Rangers game, the last Rangers game particularly well. We allowed ourselves to go behind. But showed good character, resilience to get back in the game uh, and eventually pulled off what was what for us was was a good win and a good three points. We know that they've got a couple of ways of playing, different ways of playing. Sometimes Morelos and Defoe in the same team, sometimes only Morelos in the team, sometimes only Defoe. They've got Kyle Lafferty. So we'll prepare for all those options. Gary McAllister looking ahead to it from a Rangers perspective. Well, we know they're uh, very well organised, you know, with the problems there. Uh, we've done well there as well. A lot's been said about the pitch, but we know the pitch now. We can't use that as any sort of excuse, but it's a cup tie. You know, when you're involved in a club like this, we, we try we try to go and, and get long runs in every competition we take part in. So yeah, this Scottish Cup is no different. We're looking for a good run and a positive result. We can deal better after mistakes, but, but there's also that determination to, to just cut away and, and stop individual errors. Listen, players are going to make mistakes you know, throughout a season, but if you can just keep them to a minimum, there's more chance of winning games. So we'll go there fully focused, try and keep a clean sheet. But again, I'll be... Two teams try to win a cup tie We've got a cracker on our hands It's just kicking off Between Kilmarnock and Rangers So watch it with us Get your thoughts in As the game progresses Hugh Keevans I will take your score prediction Please 2-0 Rangers Okay Gordon DL What are you saying? Um, Hugh stole my thunder So I'll go You can, you can agree with Hugh I <laughs> nah, know it's not fashionable I don't like to No that puts me under pressure 2-1 Rangers Mark Wilson I'll go 3-1 Rangers Yeah I'm going 3-1 Rangers as well Wow a clean sweep for Rangers Okay um, Hugh Keevans The first talking point Before the game even starts Is, yes. is the handshake yes. Between Stevie Clark And Stephen Gerrard they, they did meet They did shake yep. hands uh, Don't get me wrong It didn't look like Their best pals No but, I would describe but that no real issues As a business like <laughs> Exchange between the two men Was it frosty? That's uh, how you describe These things sometimes I would say it was professional okay. they, know, they know The pair of them The cameras are on them they're not daft So No Carry on Just a business like Shake of the hand And off we pop Before something happens And your opinion goes out of date Gordon DL What are your Your, your kind of final thoughts Of what What's going to play out or, or what's going into this game Well I think uh, If they get any, <coughs> Anything like the excitement That I got here today uh, They're in for a terrific game I think two sides 
they'll be very attacking, they'll go for it. It's a cup tie, I think it will be a cracking game. Um, but I think with Rangers, with the quality they've got, yes, I think Morelos has got to be a big miss. He's their best player alongside McGregor. But I thought he was unplayable for 45 minutes on uh, Wednesday night against Aberdeen. And I know what the boys are saying about <coughs> Defoe. It's a great fact that anything comes in the box, he can put the ball in the back of the net. But Morelos gives you so much just now. And he'll be a big miss. And I think that's why it will be a narrow win. I think if Morelos snap was playing today, I would have probably went 3-0 Yeah, uh, listen, I think he brings a lot more in terms of the, the build-up to the game his physical presence as well da- uh, Daz is right there and uh, it's uh, it's really in- I think we're what, a minute in Andy Halliday smashed O'Donnell uh, first tackle this has really set the tone but come on, let's get uh, the ball in a good area down the right wasn't side. a foul by the way, was it? You're just just no, the way you described no, it there is No, it? no, no, no I'm just telling you it was like two players very committed mm-hmm. coming together and Andy's put it out for a thing but that's exactly the the things I've been saying earlier on the show I feel as if Rangers really need to take the game Physically to them as well and Clearly from a Kilmarnock perspective Hugh A second debut for Yusuf Malumbu So yes. they are going to be looking to him to be Be that driving force that he was during his first spell at the club Well some clubs just fit players and vice versa And uh, Malumbu is happy at Kilmarnock uh, Hasn't had much game time We all acknowledge that uh, but Kilmarnock on the offensive And a real Yeah I think it was Mark Eleni The new goal, signing yeah. Driving forward uh, Robbed Ross McCrory yes, Was McCrory it? McCrory in the middle of the park He's just labouring on the ball Gordon and that's, You don't get that amount of time You've got to kind of Sort your feet out early And uh, it was unlucky You know he's just cut across the ball McAlele and it's just been by the post by about four or five yards. Yeah, well, it looks decent. This player, I said it. It was a good finish at, at Dens, wasn't good it? Good finish because he's running away for goal, reverses it, and yeah, it looks looks dangerous. Honestly, that these horrible strips are still coming in. Anthony McHugh has sent in from a team called La Jolla Lorca, and it is basically <laughs> like a packet a of frozen peas. <laughs> it's just covered in frozen in, it's, peas. Yeah, it's like a peas design. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, John is in Crookston. John, are you a Rangers fan? Yes, I'm a what are you thinking about tonight's game then Just before we let you on to your main point um, It should be a tough game I hope we've got enough quality To see the, see the game mm. through And get into the next round Defoe up there on, on his own If you like in that Morelos role Are you confident he can Fill those boots? There are different types of players Defoe will sit in the box Wait for the boys See what he done He got a touch And he got the goal um, Whereas Morelos will link up And come and look for the ball But I don't think Defoe's got the legs for that anymore To be honest with yeah. you But He's still a quality player so Yeah Gordon Is this where um, Is this where Kent and Candace And I, I'm sure they offer a lot to the team Most of the time But particularly tonight then You're not going to get Defoe bustling into channels Quite the way Morelos does And therefore maybe a little bit more emphasis For, for Kent and Candace to create things Yeah and that's why I think The Rangers manager Who the last time he went down there Went with a dime in the middle of the park I think they'll be looking to create the chances and obviously Kent and Candace in the wide areas with our field coming and backing up. I think that looks a very good formation. Um, <clears throat> I've looked at Davis just now, and he's one of it's catch-22, Gorn. He's up here to play games. He needs games. He really does need games because, for me, he doesn't. he's not suited in that diamond. He looks off the pace. So I think going down there tonight, getting Candace in one area, getting Candace, Kent on the wide areas Getting by full backs Whipping balls in the box That's where Defoe mm. Earns his money John what was your initial point? Um, if you don't mind Coming back to this after It's just you I wanted to speak about The, the Alan McGregor Situation Sure Did um, Hugh Yes sir Did you see Lewis Ferguson Running in To McGregor And leaving the, the boot on him? Yeah I thought he should have been sent off Right 
We'll see if Alan McGregor didn't defend himself with the first time that happened. The exact same thing would have happened. Alan no. McGregor sticks his little buff. It happened. You've watched football for a long time. That yeah, happens. And, and I'm telling you that. I'm telling you McGregor's that. McGregor's come out. He's had the ball in his hands. He's put his leg out. Lewis Ferguson is running at him at some pace. Where was Lewis Ferguson going to go? Other than right through Alan McGregor Well for me there is no resemblance between the two incidents at all uh, I do blame Lewis Ferguson for the kind of retaliation which I thought Could have merited a red card I have no doubt about that However I do believe that Alan McGregor knows exactly what he's doing And he takes uh, Lewis Ferguson out And he's very fortunate because the referee missed it Rangers could have conceded a penalty at 3-2 and the goalkeeper could have been sent off. For me, it was premeditated. He knew precisely what he was doing and he hurt the player in the process. I think the difficulty, John, probably is when you look at the wording of the rule, un- I mean, unfortunately for, for goalkeepers, there's nothing in there that talks about you know protection. It's just quite simply, does your challenge endanger the safety of an opponent? You know, It doesn't, it doesn't really require you to take into account that protection element that you, you speak of. Listen, I'm happy with the, with the players to be protected, but it's got to be a level playing field. There's other teams, other players, week in, week out, going in at the same, but they're not getting the same exposure. The highlights are only shown on sports scene five and six times. Sometimes they're not even looked at. So I'm just looking for a bit of parity. I mean, when when was the last time a Celtic player was called up by the compliance officer? Could you tell me that? Yeah, I've seen this on social media all day, Hugh. I think it was... 14, uh, was, it, was it Tonev? Was he, would he have been the last one? Dirk Barrett could have got done for diving. Um, I can, I mean, because listen, I know the way these things work. But this I, can, the, I can see why Rangers fans go, oh, what's that all about? But also... Some of them are wild and not... I also, said, uh, on, I also said in last night's programme, I thought that Jozo Simonovic should have been sent off for the challenge on Ollie Shaw. You did. Uh, so, don't blame me, but... And to go back to the McGregor incident For me he knows precisely what he's doing And what he did was dangerous And I repeat Lewis Ferguson should have been sent off as well Because what he did was premeditated In my estimation 01419511025 Thanks to John in Crookston If you were out and about at a game today I'm looking at you St Mirren fans Let us know what you made of it Where did it all go wrong for you and Paisley uh, Still goalless between Kilmarnock and Rangers Seven minutes gone Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Gordon DL are here taking your calls and receiving your tweets. We are 11 and a half minutes into Kilmarnock against Rangers. It's goalless. Alex Ray, who's started the better? I would say Kilmarnock at the moment, Gordon. They, they seem to be the, the team on the front foot. Rangers have caught me relatively well. Alan McGregor's pulled off a really good save by a Chris Burke free kick. Tried to do him at the near post, but thankfully for uh, uh, Rangers, he managed to, to divert it by for a corner. But you have to say Kilmarnock are really on the front foot at the moment. Look up for it, don't they, Hugh? Yeah, they do. Um, Not that that's a surprise, but you know, Chris Burke's had the wonderful free kick. Uh, they they just seem hungry, hungry, motivated. The Grinch is looking Grinch-like, uh, so he <laughs> he's obviously seriously uh, concerned about this match. He really wants Kilmarnock to get into the last eight at Rangers' expense. 
Rangers just haven't settled That's the thing Kilmarnock not giving them any time in the ball And turning them any chance to get And Kilmarnock do have real pace up top But Rangers failing to get control of the ball And make any sort of meaningful passing move In the first 12 said, minutes So killing the better team I so said, far I said at the start Mark You have to roll up your sleeves Now this is a good wee spell by Kilmarnock Rangers yeah. need to weather this And then dig, uh, earn the right mm, to get into yeah. the game um, Robert Gofillins on Twitter I'm a St Mirren fan Really disappointed With another terrible result It's time for managerial change wow. Before it's too late To save us from relegation well, you, were at the, you were at the game today Gordon DL Yeah I'll just whisper He's walking by me um, <laughs> No I thought I thought I can totally understand If you're a St Mirren fan Coming along Watching the first half All credit to Dundee United They totally outplayed them they looked hunger, hungrier they looked up for it St Man were all over the place didn't he create a chance never even tested the goalkeeper McAllister come on he had to do something at half time he went two up top McAllister on the flank gave him a bit of pace bit of energy and when they went down to ten, only when they went, uh, Dundee United went down to 10 men all of a sudden there was a bit of oh hold on a minute we mm. could get back in this game I said earlier the Cups Cup's good to be in It keeps everything going Morale and everything St Mirren go to Aberdeen and Hearts We've got a penalty Gordon DL At Rugby Park Let me stop you right in your flow It's Kirk Broadfoot He's gone down in the box And he's handled the ball According to the referee Ryan Kent And you have to say Stephen O'Donnell Has been robbed on the byline Stevie Clark will be furious He's cut back to Scott Arfield He hits one goalward Broadfoot slides to try and block it And it comes off He's Claiming it was his, his body and not his arm That picture, that TV angle was not conclusive No, no, it, it does look as if he saved it like a goalkeeper yep. uh, But you'd need to see it from another angle But it's all Stephen O'Donnell's fault He is completely in control of the situation And then he allows himself to be robbed of the ball It was yeah. negligent, lackadaisical on his part James and Tavernier of course you get Scores more often than not Missed one last week Backman saved one During the week And oh. he saves it again The Kilmarnock goalkeeper Dives Sticks out a leg And the ball deflected Way up the park James Tavernier um, As much as he scored one last week He's missed another one I Which he doesn't tend to do I think Tavernier is suffering From penalty fatigue He takes that many He doesn't <laughs> yeah, know what's happening I think from that But Backman you know, Saves again I mean what a crucial save it was On Wednesday night From Kenny Miller and he's just had another one there. I think it was a particularly poor penalty. If, I, if I'm being honest, Tavernier usually yeah. likes to reverse with with some power, but uh, now the goalkeeper gets a better him that time. Yeah, I yeah. think he's just tried to go down the middle, Gordon, and it's his trailing leg. He's managed to get enough on it, but it's not enough to beat the keeper. It's a brilliant yeah. save from him, and uh, I mean, he's not he even had he, he's not even had to stick. It's not his foot, if you yeah. know what I mean. It's, it's ended up hitting Backman on, on the thigh, which yeah, sort of shows you how, yeah. it was, it how wasn't, close it was to well, the keeper. It wasn't directly down the middle. It was almost as if it was like right of centre, and uh, he's managed to mm. divert it with plenty of distance on it. Big let off for Kilmarnock when Rangers missing a penalty. Daniel Backman saving the spot kick from James Tavernier. Steve is a Rangers fan, and Cardonald. What do you make of that, Steve? Hello, is this me? Yeah, yes, you're on, Steve. Steve. How are you? No, I'm actually in Paisley now. Oh, sorry, Stevie my apologies, Stevie. How you doing? I've been. I was Stevie Fukadono. How you doing? <laughs> Good How's thanks. Going? This one's for Hugh. Mm-hmm. Right? How you doing, lads? Good. Yeah. Right. I'm looking at the situation with McGregor now. I just found out ten minutes ago that McGregor's had a two-match ban. Two. Now, basically, what I want to ask is, well, I I played in goals towards the end of my oh, football career. I wasn't. I've never done anything, but still. <laughs> and uh, McGregor comes out Now He's got to protect himself 
Now, Hugh, if you can remember, well, I've seen the footage of it, Johnny Thompson, Sam English running into him, and Sam English's knee connects with Johnny Thompson's skull, right? So a goalkeeper has got to protect himself. And later on, that guy had a go Alan McGregor in the box as well. So, so where's it? Where, what, what's going on here? I mean, it's not consistent. With respect, Alan McGregor comes out. Okay, he lifts his foot up to protect himself, but the forward running in, he's going to get damaged. If he, I mean, if I was a, I mean, I played centre forward as well. I would have let over the goalkeeper, you know. But no, the guy gets running right into it, you know. With respect, I'll leave all mention of. John Thompson because that was a fatality and we don't need to go into fatalities uh, what happened was a tragic accident uh, a tragic accident which occurred in 1931 so I'll confine my remarks to Wednesday night this now is a popular theory that Alan McGregor was protecting himself in my eyes he was not protecting himself he came out with a straight leg that Injured Lewis Ferguson There is no attempt to protect himself He knew what he was doing And Alan McGregor Quite frequently does that type of thing When Lewis Ferguson went into him That was premeditated Naughty And on another night Perhaps with another referee mm. He could have been sent off for that In in some ways Is, is the second incident Hugh Is that not what's What's meant to happen I'm not saying players are going to want to get kicked Of course they're not But on the second one McGregor goes in He's brave And he, he takes a sore he takes a sore one from Ferguson Which is deemed to have broken the rules And the Aberdeen player received a booking That's what's meant to happen It's not up to the keeper to try and Take preventative action before it gets to that stage Gordon, for me It's perfectly straightforward Alan McGregor came out and Did to use the football expression Alan McGregor came out and did Lewis Ferguson As an act of retaliation Lewis Ferguson then did Alan McGregor I think that both could have been sent off Alan McGregor has now been retrospectively punished And I think pending an appeal That uh, that is the correct thing to do Alex Ray Yeah well listen actually It's one of the old age ones where a keeper comes out and he puts his knee up or his foot up and this is now a precedent that if he's saying he's trying to protect himself so because from now on in if a keeper goes up with his knee or his feet then this has to be then re-looked at again Gordon because this is the first time for me that a goalkeeper's ever been done why I actually try to protect himself because you see it time I mean for as long as I played football the keeper comes up he grabs mm. a ball and then he leads with his ankle but his I, I get sick of the, the whole goalkeeper protecting a ball goes up and a centre-forward will brush against a goalkeeper and the goalkeeper gets a foul. And yet, a goalkeeper then has a licence to come out and do something similar mm. that Alan McGregor's done and take Alan McGregor out. Goalkeepers do it all throughout the country, come out with a knee and the forwards' backs and they get away with it. That, I think you mentioned it earlier on, there's nothing in the rules that state goalkeepers have a different law where they can come out dangerously like that and it's fine because they're protecting themselves. There's another 10 outfield players on each side That are all protecting themselves But they still have to adhere to the law When they go in high with their studs And they still should get punished but So that's my uh, point Matt See it's here going forward now So see if somebody goes up to win the ball And yeah. they, they lead with their studs and catch someone Is that the precedent well, set well, then? Because well no because you take every incident And it's individual merits for a start But also But then it goes I, back He's put his feet up to protect himself No because what I'm saying is That 
that that's you assuming that that's a, a justifiable defence. If you jump to to collect a ball, you, we've seen it before. You're right, yep. and they lead with the knee. That strikes me as being something that's a bit easier to disguise because you're leading with the knee anyway. Yeah. So it seems to me that that's a bit easier to disguise than when you're sliding along the ground. Yeah. And and you stick a leg. But my, my my point is, I take your point in terms of the knee. But mm. so when people go up and because you see keepers doing that with their studs as well, we're a keeper to try and get them out of the way. So if they catch someone away through, is that the you know because he's, you're saying he's protecting himself? But that's not part of the law. No. So that you think that'll occur more more often in the future? Then if that I, incident I, I happens, I don't think this incident makes. Any difference to what happens in the future At all Why would it? Just because someone's actually come out Put his leg up And he's rightly got a two game suspension So if it happens a time down the line Surely that would be a complaint I don't think I don't think he needed to put his leg up That's the thing Sliding along the ground I don't think there was any need To put his leg up That's not the way That's not the way football matches are, are. That's not the way football matches are refereed So in, in March next year If Craig Thompson Sees a goalkeeper sliding in He's going to go No I'm not talking well, about well, sliding well, 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 well whatever Jumping in he's going to go Oh well Alan McGregor got, did for, got done for that So you know that, that's, that's not the way referees referee games. But that's anyway, not. What, no, don't you? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this retrospectively. Oh, retrospectively. Yeah, that's my point, Gordon. The fact, like, the fact, the is, rules still apply. The fact is, Alan McGregor has the right of appeal, and he, and he is, might win it. Yes, he might. Mm. But as things stand at the moment, it, for me, it's a straightforward issue. He, he knew what he was doing and deserved a red card, which he did not get, and has now been retrospectively punished. But like everyone, he has. Recourse to the game's law And that will be decided on Tuesday Kilmarnock nil, Rangers nil at the moment Daniel Backman uh, saving the penalty kick Gordon DL I know you, you're you're sitting at St Mirren James Tavernier generally very reliable From the, the spot he's taken so many recently And Backman comes out on top this time uh, Yeah and you give credit to the goalkeeper I'm unfortunately I'm sitting here in the frozen cold While you guys are <laughs> that sounds, lovely that warm nice in. Yeah, lovely and warm in there watching the game and uh, enjoying yourself. But um, you, I would, you usually back Tavernier to stick it away. I know he missed one last week against St Mern, uh, but he's very, very good at that. And uh, I've not, I've not actually seen it, but you've got to if the goalkeeper saves it, give him some credit as well. Uh, let's hear from Gary Caldwell. A big win for Partick Thistle. It's been a miserable league campaign, but they're through in the cup. A win at East Fife. No, it was a difficult game. Uh, we knew it was difficult. Uh, without the conditions because uh, we know how good East Fife are uh, but the conditions made it even more difficult uh, and it was a, a tough afternoon but cup football is all about winning and, and we managed to win today and that was really important and the clean sheets really pleasing as well Anderson's got a couple of goals in the last couple of weeks how important has he been at the, at the proper end of the park the defending end of the park he's an outstanding defender for me he's uh, old school I think is, is the word to use for him he, he wants to head it, he wants to tackle, he wants to kick it. I think a, a lot of young centre-halves should look at him and learn from him and, and how he plays the game, but he's been uh, fantastic since he's came into the club at both ends of the pitch, defending and, and coming up with a, a well-worked corner. I must say, Kersey works hard on, on the corners. Uh, we have different movements every week. And in, in their first few games, they were nearly coming off and, and now uh, they're coming off regularly. And that's thanks to the hard work he puts in and the players kind of take that on the pitch. What was going through your head when that indirect free kick in the first half? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really say what was going through my head. It was, uh, to be fair, the ref's right, uh, but 
I don't think any of us have ever seen that kind of rule come into place and I thought common sense might have allowed them a drop ball or something uh, because obviously you can't touch it and dive in it but the fact he tried to kick it and then catch it common sense maybe but the rules are the rules he applied the rules and the good thing is I think you never see goals for the free kicks I don't think you know many teams can score for them so thankfully we, we got away with it Big talking point of Rugby Park Alan Power has just caught Ryan Jack oh. Very, very high with the boot Ryan Jack's in a lot of pain It's a yellow card, Hugh Keevans Another one that we oh. will not hear the end of Because that could That's easily, easily have been read Yes, it's very dangerous oh. Very reckless And uh, Yes That's, it, that's it, exceptionally it high a, Yeah, it could be a red card But the, the Alan Muir's the referee He's decided yellow Now Gordon, you are the rule book authority No, certainly not uh, where, where do we go from here with this one? Yeah, well, that, that could be, it could be considered serious foul play Because it's endangered the safety of an opponent It could happen so. When I say exceptionally high You see high boots all the time And a player sometimes stoops And he, he gets a foul But Power's boot is Flush on his I, I mean, right in his head I mean, that's it's fairly dangerous And he, he looks to be in a a sore state But a chance for Rangers You know Forget about the foul They've got a chance At the edge of the box here And the obvious question Which will not please Fraser Wishart Will that one be upgraded During the well, week So there again, we go Again there's a possibility But uh, Kilmarnock started the match On the front foot But it's all Rangers now They've they've missed the penalty But they yeah. are swarming All over Kilmarnock Gordon Diel I think we'll send you On your way Thanks for your service okay, Thank, thank you very much guys Enjoy it Enjoy the heat Terrific <laughs> cup game I must admit I really enjoyed this today Thanks for me being a part of the team <laughs> <laughs> He moaned about, he moaned about the wind The full afternoon James Tavernier's free kick Goes right into the arms Of Daniel Backman Nil-nil 26 minutes gone A penalty given A penalty missed A contentious red card All good fun Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompsons.com After they play You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kilmarnock nil, Rangers nil. We're about to speak to John and Wisher on the line How would you sum up the opening Hugh? Rangers got a penalty Um I think it was clearly a penalty Absolutely, no doubt it, it, As I said at the time It's like a goalkeeper making a save And uh, what was going through my mind, Gordon Is when Kurt Broadfoot goes to the referee To protest his innocence What does he say? Given that he's landed on the ball And he's held it with both hands So it Stone was ball. a stonewall penalty uh, The goalkeeper has made a, a, a decent instinctive save uh, It's the one word I would use to sum it all up so far is entertaining. The it, other, yeah, the other big talking point here would be a yellow card given to Alan Power which, for a high boot which, on Ryan Jack. Should could, that have been read? Could it have been read? Should. Have should been for read. you. Yeah. Let's take a straw poll from the studio. Yeah, I think he wouldn't have any complaints if that was read. Yeah, it's read all day for me. Just the, the endangering an opponent yeah, and it's, line. It, well, the thing I said, I was just saying to you during the break there, it reminds me of the, the Liverpool one. It was a big long ball. The ball's about five feet up, and I think it was Manny put his foot up and caught the, the goalkeeper keeper, yeah. flush in the face. It's similar to that. Right, John's a Celtic fan and wisher. Hi, John. Hiya. Hi, God. How you doing? What's your point uh, tonight? Firstly, Alex, I played amateur football. I played in three cup finals. That was a red card, mate. You don't come out like that when you're a goalkeeper. Sorry. I don't care what you say You don't come out With your foot raised To a John, player John, Who John, actually John. was Slowing up If John. you watch it He John. actually put the brakes on To come to him 
John, John actually says for me it was a red card there about five minutes ago when we was talking to Gordon. Well, I was away, so I never heard that. <laughs> that covers that. Let's move on to your next point. Glad we cleared that up. Uh, John, what else is on your mind? All right, don't need to be so smart about it, mate. Uh, the Bobby Madden, he says he didn't see it. He saw Clint Hill for 70 yards away, no foul in Lee Griffiths last year. So he's got great eyesight. Plus, why did Rangers appeal John, the Morelis red card when, John. if he was, he was put down to a booking, he would have still got a two-match ban because it was on five yellow cards? Yeah, but now he's got a three-match ban, so probably trying to reduce the impact of that. That's what I'm saying. He, he would have got a two-match ban. So... It didn't really matter. He might have been able to play the day, but it didn't really matter, did it? He was still going to get a ban, so oh. they wasted money again. Well, you would rather have him playing today than not, though, wouldn't you? John, if there's it a doesn't le- look like it to me. John, if there's a legal system in place which allows you to appeal a red card... No, well, but John knows better for what Rangers why, want to do. Why Why wouldn't you use that uh, that system, that legal system that's available to you? Sorry? Yeah, Alex getting his wee bit in there. Can you not take it, Alex? Because I'm right and you're wrong, mate. Is it all about being right or wrong, Johnny? You need to put your points across. Rangers have a legal course that they can take. Because it doesn't suit your agenda, then you're trying to come on and I'm tell me. I've not got an agenda. What I'm saying is common sense tells you but if it... you appeal that, <laughs> you're still going to get a two match ban, no matter how you appeal it. That is what it's about. Rangers have wasted money again. Do you know how much an appeal costs, John? Not I don't clone. know, I don't know how much it costs Not enough to really worry about, I would suggest Oh well, right, okay But at the bottom line, John, it's Rangers' money to waste I no, mean, but John, if, they want, if they want to waste their money and go through the appeals procedure Then surely that's, that's their right What was the bit about Bobby Madden and Clint Hill again, John? Bobby Madden was 30, well whatever it was away, 40 yards you away You said 70 a minute so, ago, John So 70 or 30, what are we getting here? Here we go again Right 70 30 <laughs> Right Well half that 45 uh, Well uh, We'll say Whatever he was Away for it He uh, He could see Clint Hill Touching the ball For that But he couldn't see uh, McGregor Fouling the boy Now the reason Was he never saw it Because he knew He would have to Send him off And give Aberdeen A penalty So he, he says I'll leave that To the officer to adjudicate against and we'll see what happens after that but I'm not giving him a penalty I'll tell you what to get all that in two seconds John I'll not give that because of the penalty and that's some decision to make within that sentence I'm, I'm just struggling more with the logic John so because you what, 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 what's the what's Clint Hill got to do with it if he saw something that day and didn't see something this time I, I don't really know how they're linked Gordon he was looking straight at it he saw it even Alex said he saw it on the point you make about uh, he wouldn't give it he had already given Rangers a penalty And Aberdeen a penalty uh, Hugh That would have made it three each Come on man With ten minutes to go or something Well you can't say It would have made it three each Because we've just watched James Tavernier Miss a penalty kick Which would have made it 1-0 For Rangers today So You can't automatically assume That when a penalty is awarded A goal is scored uh, But I Agree with you Insofar as For me The goalkeeper did Lewis Ferguson And I'm equally convinced That Lewis Ferguson Then did The goalkeeper In an act of retaliation But You know You're back, you're back to making A suggestion here Which you cannot Possibly substantiate And that is That the referee Deliberately Did not give The award Because it would have Meant a penalty 
01419511025 is the number on the phone's Twitter. Uh, it is at Clyde SSB. Let's have a look through, see if we get any more um, interviews coming in. Let's hear from Eddie May. Will this or will this not be his last game in charge of Hibs? It was a winning one anyway, through to the next round of the Cup after a 3 1 victory against Wraith Rovers. The objective is get through the next round, and I think we did that quite comfortably today. Probably could have scored a couple more, yeah. But they were, they were decent today and the boys uh, worked extremely hard. Is it a case of approaching it professionally and making sure they've got the job done? Yeah, and uh, after a hard game during the week against Celtic, uh, it's not easy playing in a cup tie, but the uh, boys certainly played to a good standard today and delight for them. Would you expect that to be your last game in this particular Yes, that will be my last game and uh, I'm uh, delighted that we go out in a win. And uh, So the new man's coming in, at least they're in a quarter-final And then they've got two massive games coming up in the league So if they can get that, they're in a good position to go and attack the top six I was going to say, quite aside from how exciting the rest of the league campaign is Obviously having a quarter-final to look forward to Something something massive, one game away from Hamden Yeah, and uh, the club's got a great record over the last few years of being at Hamden So hopefully that continues over the, the coming weeks Do you think of the squad that the new man's inherited? What's he going to get? What's he going to get? He's got... Uh, different options uh, we just need a couple of more players to be fit and, uh, and then he can play wide players he can play a diamond he can play three at the back so he's got a number of options but he'll know what he wants to go and play uh, when he assess the players so were you told this would be your last game when were you told I, know, uh, I was told probably about five minutes ago <laughs> a new man will be coming in so and it should a new man will come in this week and uh, I won't be in charge for the Hamilton game Settled on who I've not got a clue. Something. Not got a clue who they've got, and uh, they just said, "Look, uh, thank me, me, Grant, for what we've done." And uh, there'll be a new man taking charge, and when they announce that, it should be sometimes this week. It all sounds very official. You just said five minutes ago. I've been told that it's my last yeah. game in charge. I don't know who's next, but I know it's not me. <laughs> An old pal of mine there. I could hear him saying, "Did they tell you who it was?" Yeah, <laughs> we've got to try, but uh, he, he, of course he knows who it is, but he's just not telling. <laughs> Um, but anyway, he leaves them on a high. Yeah, well, uh, Wraith Rovers, two divisions beneath Hibs. If you don't win that at home, then you really do have trouble. Uh, still, Kilmarnock nil, Rangers nil. Final word on the, the horrible strips that we were talking about. Scott Lynch has sent some great ones in. Let's be real, he says, Norwich are repeat offenders. They should be forced to wear all white for some of the horrors they've inflicted on the fans. And yeah, to be fair, he sent some of players we know well, Stephen Naismith. Russell Martin, John Ruddy, yeah, some absolute mm. stinkers in there. You know it's a tense game when the crowd try to hit the players with the ball. We we got a bit distracted. I think we had a collar on and various other things. Kilmarnock actually had a big chance, Alex, yep. didn't they? An, an almighty goal mouth scramble. Yeah. And I think Malumbu with the final effort cleared off the line. Yeah, he managed to just get it over uh, Alan McGregor. I think it was Andy Halliday cleared it to uh, to safety. But you have to say it was three or four. You know, they were defending for a life at that point And it was a good opportunity for Kilmarnock. Stephen O'Donnell gives the ball away Perhaps a chance for Rangers to spring a counter-attack And it looks like they're taking it Scott Arfield with a nice pass outside of the boot But it's cut out by Greg Taylor uh, Covering across What have you made of it Mark? It's been, it's been pretty even hasn't it? Yeah it's been even But it's been frantic It's been entertaining You know we've had chances at both ends Rangers of course should be in the lead from that penalty But Kelly also show that they are a danger going forward So exciting And you know it's a, it's a hard one to call uh, We were all you know, and agreements that Rangers would win this, but Kelly certainly looks strong when they go forward. And Hugh, you think Kilmarnock should be down to ten men at this moment in time? Yeah, I mean, it's a dangerous challenge. There is a also a danger that we take every challenge and say, "Oh, trouble! He should be this, that, there." 
But it was dangerous And it was uh, Ryan Jack's face that, that caught the impact So you have to be careful uh, it, it was a dangerous tackle That could have been a red card But the referee says yellow Thank you Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray And the top team all around the grounds for this afternoon Big thanks as always to you for your company Thanks for all the tweets throughout the afternoon And your phone calls on the open line Partick Thistle, Hibs and Dundee United Are already through to the quarter-final draw for the Scottish Cup We'll find out within the next hour or so If it will be Kilmarnock or Rangers joining them We then have three big games tomorrow to complete the picture And then we'll have the draw and we move on from there So a day off for us tomorrow But we're back on Monday night from 6 o'clock Hugh Keevans Alex Ray and myself here And ready to take your calls On all the weekend's Big talking points As for the meantime Stay right there GBX is up next